Hey guys, it's Hello Waffle and we're back like we never left. Um, you know what? I was watching reruns. I, I wish we have a I, like one day I want a segment of just talking about TV shows. One day. That's calm, we can do that. <laughs> I feel like that's my my thing. Well, obviously I love music and stuff, but mm-hmm. I do love my shows. But yeah, I've been watching reruns. I've watched I started watching One Tree Hill again. Um I don't know if you ever watched One Tree Hill. I watched that again last year to be fair. Did you actually? From the start yeah. to the end. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched it like since like I was in secondary school. So I was like, nah, I haven't forgot everything. So I was like, nah, yes. let me start from the top. And I started watching Nano Two on again. Okay. I used to love that. And then there's another show. Oh, my sister, when we were younger, my sister never used to let us watch Sex and the City. Like, she didn't let mm. us watch a lot of things, but Sex and the City was one of them. So, like, when the movie came out and when people were talking about it, like, I just literally didn't know. So, mm. like, I was like, you know what? I'm grown now. I can watch my own show. So, I started watching that again. I only watched one episode, though, but it was good. But a show that you should watch that I got told about last week and I literally finished it in a day is I'm it's on so channel <laughs> <laughs> Is it one season? <laughs> you know, there's like two seasons, but it's like a real it's no it's a reality T V show, isn't it? But it's okay, like okay. it's it's basically it's called um Five Guys in a Week or Five Guys a Week. That no, it's five guys title. in a week. No, it's a- <laughs> Oh my days, it sounds so dead. But... That's dodgy. <laughs> no, even myself was like, huh? Like, what is this? Um, but no, yeah. basically, it's it's UK based, yeah. It's on Channel 4. And basically, there's like one girl and then five guys, like literally, she's dating five guys all in one, like one go. So basically, yeah. five guys come and live in her house for like mm four or five days and then each day at the end of each day um or beginning of each day whatever the days are she um sends someone home she'll have five guys she would have already seen their profiles and a description about them or whatever and then she Mm -hmm. picks the five guys that she wants to come to her house and then like um like the five days are also like to see if they have a connection to see if they have similar interests and see if they get along whatever 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 and then each day she like Got sends one home, but it's so jokes. Like, trust me, yeah. In like in the late hours of the night, I was just dying with laughter. Okay, God forbid, I wasn't dying, but I was just, I was just like, I was crying because it was mm. just so funny. Do you know when you actually laugh out loud? Like, I was actually laughing out loud. It was so funny. There was one guy. <laughs> there was this one girl. She was Nigerian. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. So I'm gonna tell you about the whole show. But anyway, I'm not gonna lie. Um, the mum, she was Nigerian, but she was like posh, like very much, they call it cultured, but yeah, very much cultured, travelled the world with her family and stuff and da 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 mm. There was one night that the mum was um, cooking Nigerian food, traditional Nigerian food, but she, where was, no, but where was I seeing rice and sweet corn on the table? And I was like, where in Mad. Nigeria? was this and the plantain was burnt and they had stew though she said she cooked red stew which was calm but yeah and then like literally the first night she literally had all black guys um but like one white guy and then one on the first night they were talking about jell and they were laughing and then the white guy's like 
I have no idea what jollof is. <laughs> it was so funny. And it was this one guy from like um, London. Um, mm. And he was just, his name was Ray. He was my favorite, but he got kicked out the first night. But he was there like, nah, you know what? Yeah, I'm from Enzin. It's like, I haven't seen the house like this nice, you know? Like, yeah. He was like, nah, you know, I thought I was only gonna be the only black guy, but I'm glad that there's Mandem here. Like, the typical London, like, okay, you're not all the same, but mm. the typical London guy, he was hilarious. He was actually so funny, but it was mm. just like, interesting to see him like out of his comfort zone and just yeah it was just jokes it was actually just banter but yeah i loved it i actually loved that show yeah i would recommend obviously there's other shows i was watching but those are the main ones actually i think those are the only ones but yeah is um is the reality one on netflix or where'd you watch it channel four all four um yeah or four d i don't know what they call it now I think it's all four. And Great British Great British Bake Off. I love that show, you know. Mm, no, it's a good show. It is a good show. Flipping love it. But anyway, how's your week? Standard, innit? Um same energy, you get me. Um obviously a lot been going on. Um, so I've been keeping my eye to that, but you know, in my own time I've been, you know, job hunting doing other stuff um blog just a lot of stuff in it so yeah man we love to see it moving it taking (laughs) every day as it comes regardless and the job getting to the job ladder what's it called yeah getting on getting on the job market is hard like i think everyone's finding it difficult it's giving me anxiety even thinking about applying for jobs which i haven't even applied for but yeah (laughs) That's why I'm staying oh, away, shut. <laughs> yeah, the first couple of rejections kind of humble you still. Oh, so you swear. See, I don't even want. I don't even want to see. Yourself, oh man, I don't even want to see the rejections because I just feel like you know putting yourself out there. It's just like it's not like a part time job. Actually, mm. not even part time job hurts. You know, like we have the outlet and. Every year, I go round and round handing my CVs, and these niggas never give me a job, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I only went I did that to one pizza. time. Is it? Yeah, I, you said you only worked to Pizza Express, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only went to Pizza oh. Express gave me a job. I got a couple of interviews, but fam, no one gave me, other than that, no one gave me a job. Mad. Yeah, I only did that one time when I was like 15 or 16, I can't remember. Um, yeah, I did it. I did it with my friend in Westfield. Fam, it was the most pointless day out. We watched Transformers that day. That's that's the only good thing that. That's happened. the best part of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm so it was so pointless. They were just taking it, and I knew they were throwing it in the bin. <laughs> so swear. Yeah, I was just uh, yeah. I, that that gave me so much anxiety, and like I can present myself to be a confident person, but more time I was just there sweating. I was very nervous. Like, oh, this fam, this is this You just never know what they're thinking, or like mm. this girl. Look at her coming back again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was when I was younger. Now, ah. <laughs> Seeb's teeth and try. I can't lie, man. Pandemic's put a lot of people out of work right now, so I know, you know everybody's competing. But yeah, that's man, what I'm thinking. Like, is it is there any point of even trying to apply for jobs? Like, if we're in a pandemic, 
I mean, you're going to have to anyway. I mean, unless you, you got something else planned or you just want to chill for a bit, that's calm. But, you know, more um, time, no. you just got to let the shame go away and just keep trying. Keep coming up with yeah, unorthodox true. ways to to try and get your foot in the door. Oh. So, yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. I was going to ask about the... Um, we can cut this bit out, but... Yeah, no, honestly. I think the ultimate goal is to work for myself, but even mm. that, uh, yeah. I just seems harder you. and harder to do. I Anyway, sure. A lot of things have been going on this week, though. Facts, facts, facts. Um, Where do you want to start? Should we start serious? Or should we start I think with... everything is serious. I don't need to know what they said. Um, I don't know how well versed you are. Um, I can get you up to speed if you're, if you're um, not well aware. I, but um, I'm kind of I kind of know what's going on in Nigeria. Mm. Um, I'm not so much in Congo, so yeah, get me up to speed with all um, of that. Um, yeah. Um, just for the listeners as well. Um, yeah. If you're not aware of what's going on in Nigeria, you know, there's this whole NSARS kind of protest that's going on. Um, SARS is um, a police unit that um, has been going crazy for years now. Um, They've been doing a lot of corrupt stuff, um, including, you know, killing people, which is really sad to see. Um, And yeah, the Nigerian youth kind of... um, spark something which has gone on to all of Nigeria to kind of like protest and demand better, demand change. Um and yeah, um a lot of protests happening, a lot of candlelights happening, a lot of things going on in Nigeria as a whole in general. Um Nigeria came out the other day, I think it was Buhari came out or somebody um came out to say that it had been disbanded on the eleventh of October. Um but what it mm. seemed like was the people that were in the unit had just been you know deployed to other areas um so it was like hold up this is not what we wanted this is not what we set out for um Mm. so yeah people are still protesting people are still going ham you know protesters come over to london as well um i think that they were at the nigerian embassy in london but i'm not too sure um but yeah um there's been so much noise about it you know celebs all over the world have tweeted about it um and yeah um nigerians just kind of had enough and um as for congo you know i believe because i did research on congo two years ago um for for uni and Mm -hmm. from what i remember then they had been in a lot of kind of wars um in the past sort of like three or four maybe maybe i might be pushing it two three decades um because congo um as as a country is it's got a lot of natural resources right um Mm -hmm. and westerners have come to kind of like take those resources so like they have this mineral called i think it's cobalt no i think it's coltan actually which is used in a lot of electronic devices like your phone you know your ipad your laptop this that the other so it's used all over the world to get me yeah but because it's so um such a high 
priced resource, high valued resource. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of like conflict going on in Congo around mm-hmm. uh, around all of that. Um, and yeah, I think what's happening now is a reemergence of you know trying to put the spotlight back on Congo to say like, yo, the violence that's going on, you know, between you know the state not having control over the country, you know the the armed groups that are going around trying to get a hold of mines and um yeah it's just a lot it's just a lot in, in congo um if there's more to it please please let us know at hello waffle yeah um, so we can please. you know spread right information and spread you know awareness and that but yeah man um it's a lot going on that's all mad especially mm. what well obviously what's going on in both areas but like there's been a lot of spotlight on nigeria so like mm-hmm. the mistreatment and the injustice on like nigerians in general and imagine we're fighting for like blm and for the cause of like black people like in other nations where we're mi- minorities but it's even sadder knowing that our own people are doing that to like us like like their own like i don't know it's sad to think that the like people are just doing that to their own people like mm. black people are getting, doing that to black mm. people and no. it's just very it's very sad to see and it's very 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 sad to hear as well um mm. which is mad and i guess do you think that boils down to greed i think both situation boils down to greed but with the um what's going on with nigerian do you think that boils down to greed or what do you think that is what do you think that root of that is um i think if we're talking about nigeria in general there's a lot of greed and corruption um which means uh, there's a lot of greed and corruption on a state level which means you know people who are not part of the state you know ordinary citizens have to kind of like fend for themselves and because you know people are trying to fend for themselves you know it's kind of like infiltrated its way now talking about SARS in in particular it's infiltrated its way into the police whereas like the police have to fend for themselves as well because they're not making you know salary but also because they've seen what they're allowed to get away with if that makes sense um Mm. and you get me there are motivations of greed which means that there are moving mad but also there are other motivations of just not being held accountable which means they are doing what they're currently doing um so yeah I, I I agree with you on that point definitely. Why do you feel like not a lot of people know? Because me personally, I don't know what's going on in Congo like that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because I don't really watch the news or read newspapers as often mm-hmm. as I should. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that there hasn't been a lot of attention on that? Um, I feel like Congo situation has been. If I'm right about the situation, I believe it's that I'm not hundred percent sure. Um. If I'm right about the situation, Congo has been in war for years. You get me? Like, mm-hmm. it's been a place of conflict for for a long time. Um, so that's why people might not be speaking about it currently, um, because it's like it's it's been happening. You know, people who who are aware of the situation have been aware. Um, but for the you know those of us who don't know, um, because I only f- found out you know a couple of years ago about you know how bad it was in Congo. Um, yeah i feel like the reason i don't know why the reason the reason that we don't know um i guess you could you could say the same about other african countries as well because you know i'm sure a lot of other other african countries are going through you know a lot but 
I don't necessarily know what's happening there either. You get me? I tend yeah. to know more about um, the northern countries, so like Egypt, Libya, you know, when they were going through um, what they were going through. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you talked about a lover, other southern or western countries i can't i can't lie i don't really know what's going on um it might be you know lack of media coverage it might be you know people don't really have access to technology and stuff like that to let us know you know yeah it might be cover-ups is there's so much that could be happening that's true Mm. and i feel like yeah same because i guess same for you like you said you don't know what goes on in other countries i guess Mm. that's down to me as well like i mainly know what's going on in like zimbabwe and stuff because that's where i'm i'm from and there's been Mm. a lot of corruption for a lot of years Mm. and it's sad and it's like the people have other ones that bring to like what's been going on if not the news would not report it or anything else wouldn't you know no pass that message along or whatever or spread spread that but it's just so sad but why do you think african countries are like this why is there so much corruption and so much like like what is it like what is it about africa now i know it's not just african countries but Mm. when you think of all african nations okay there's some that are good but Mm -hmm. even still which ones are the ones that are good i don't know anymore i actually don't know Mm. anymore but there's just when you think of africa you just think of corruption why Mm. is that and the fact that we don't know, sometimes I feel like it boils down to kind of like we're just tired of kind of like seeing, you know, African countries or African leaders kind of be useless. You get me? You know, like sometimes <laughs> it's just time. really annoying to see so much grief because there's so much potential and so much, you know, natural ability in Africa. Mm. And it's just like, why is it that, you know, just basic things like we still haven't gotten right you get me um Mm. but yeah i don't know i feel like for me you know just looking at the western world um and it's it's difficult because you never want to kind of like you know compare africa to to the western world too much you get me yeah um but just looking at the western world or just looking at the uk you know if politicians are useless here you get me (laughs) Like Mr. Boris, fam. Yeah. Useless guy. If if they're useless here, you know, it affects us, but it affects us in a way that we can still kind of manage or deal with it, you get me? Mm. Um if if Boris does, you know, if he's doing fraud or if he's stealing from the government or if he's embezzling money or if he's you know, if the police are moving mad or stuff, you know there are ways and there are systems that we can kind of like navigate through to kind of like hold them accountable. Yeah. Speaking of Nigeria, I'm not hundred percent sure of other African countries, but I feel like with Nigeria, men have been stealing for time, fam. Like money. <laughs> fa- are you, oh my gosh. Like they have looted the country. Like, Bam, like all right. so passionate about it. No, no, no. The way I see it, yeah, like, all right, let's look at a uni society, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, remember being in a uni society, being a team leader, right? Yeah. And you get money from um the union, in it. The uni, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now imagine you're taking as a team leader, you're taking that union money, fam, 
and going to spend that on cinema or or date night or whatever you or get me. something else yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how like the government is doing like that's what people senators are doing like they're taking Imagine. government money and they're splashing it on houses and trips and you know education for you know their kids abroad and fam it's it's mad yeah, to get me imagine um, taking kmcf money <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was saying that's so funny no yeah but i i get you like it's actually so selfish and it's so mm. like it's mad even like i was talking to my dad yeah and we've lived in England for many years, but he was like, I'm not going to lie, if I was back in Zim or if I was back in Africa, I will yeah. be way more corrupt than I am now, but he'll be way more <laughs> richer than he is now. <laughs> but here he can't really, he can't be corrupt like that. Like it just Words. It doesn't work. And yeah, I guess in Zim, I don't know. It's just oh, Africa in general. It's just, I don't know how it works. It's just so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But I guess no, like cause... there's always like a, like a dog eat dog world, like Literally. you just have to do what you what you have to Literally. do basically. Cause it's like, listen, if you're not if you're not getting, you know, access to, you know, healthcare or, you know, access to good schools or access to whatever, just because, you know, people who are meant to be providing those resources are kind of using it for their own sort of selves and their own family and their friends and stuff like that. When mm-hmm. you do get in a position you know, where you have resources and money, you're going to try and, you know, hold that to yourself because you never know when, you know, you're going to be without money again, you get me? And yeah, if true. everybody's thinking that way, then it means nobody's kind of looking out for each other and trying to build, you know, a system that lives to kind of like benefit everyone as a whole. Yeah. And not people individually, you get me? Yeah. Um, But yeah, man. With that being said, all of this being said, obviously... Mm. um hopefully everything works out in nigeria soon i thought i really did um think that they had after the protest they had done something about um sars Mm -hmm. um but i guess they haven't um but would you i know oh hopefully in congo things change soon but obviously these things take time we'll Mm -hmm. be praying for them but with all this in mind would you move back to nigeria Or Africa, like an African country, would you move back there? Do you know what? I always said after uni, I wanted to go back to Nigeria for like six months just to kind mm-hmm. of like chill and, and and kind of like, you know, explore and stuff like that, see family that I haven't seen for time and stuff. Um, But my mum was always against it, always like, nah, man, I, I, I don't trust it. Security issues, I don't want to, nah. I don't want to be out of there. But yeah, man, she was always like, nope, no chance. Um. You get me? Um, yeah. You're not going for a, an extended period of time. Um, now, I do see myself living there, um, but not permanent. Yeah, I get I don't you. Know, not permanent. Um, it might be a two or three year thing, but not forever. You get me? Um, no, I hear that still. Yeah, and it's a it's a privilege to kind of have that choice where it's like you know I can, I can you know be out here and work and live comfortably and stuff like that and then go to Nigeria and just visit on a holiday you know um but it's it's annoying when you're seeing you know people back home you know who who have to live in those conditions who are forced to live you know in in extreme poverty who are forced to live you know without 
you know, 24-hour electricity without constant Wi-Fi, yeah, without yeah, yeah. just basic stuff, you get me? Um, so, yeah, man, it's a tough one. But what about yourself? Could you, could you live Um, I think I didn't see myself living in Africa, like, long-term. I didn't see mm. myself, like, living in Zim. Um, mm. Like, I saw myself having a house there. Well, mm. yeah, I think that's a dream, having a house there or whatever. Um, but I think looking looking at it now, even though there's a lot of things that are going on in Zimbabwe and obviously like other countries as well, like I want to visit a lot of countries in Africa in general, even mm-hmm. Ghana. Like I was like, maybe could I stay there for a bit? Because yeah, mm. it just seems it actually seems that like Ghana's coming up. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry. Now obviously Corona I can't now, but looking at it now, when everything settles down and all that stuff. I think I would live in mm. Zim for a little mm. bit, Calm. but maybe not like a yet. Maybe like um, I think I'll start off as like like a month, and then <laughs> we'll work yeah. from there. Um, but I think yeah, I think it could be quite lit. It's like it's really good to go back to your motherland. I haven't been back since right. I've come to England, didn't it? So oh, that was since I was six. Yeah, so wow. that's like yeah. And now I'm 23, so I haven't been back home since. So mm. it's just good to go back to the motherland. And even my auntie, like, I think a couple of years ago, she was like, oh, if you guys come, you know, we won't make you do anything. You'll just be guests. Because <laughs> <laughs> before, oh, if we dude. went back, therefore, we should be making us do anything. Like, go cook, go do this, go kill the chickens, all this. Well, there won't be no holiday. But now she's like, oh... You know, seeing as you lot haven't been back in such a long time, you'll mm. be guests. We won't make you do anything, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. which will be good. I feel like I'd need that, you know, mm. that taste of Africa and obviously South Africa as well. Um, mm-hmm. I could probably stay there for like, I don't know, however long. But it does yeah, scare me. As well. Yeah, it seems lit in it. But it mm. does scare me though, because um, like all the crime and stuff. But I guess you can't let fear hold you back. Yeah, words. Because it's true. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of things that have happened in South Africa though. Like okay. it's just dangerous. Okay. But yeah, but at the same time, you can't let fear hold you back. You just have to keep quiet and pretend like you belong. <laughs> <laughs> like fake um, it till you make it. But yeah. It's waffle, hella waffle. With um, you know, protests and you know, I guess a lot of us, um, you know, living in the UK, kind of heard about you know SARS going on because of Twitter and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like awareness is is valuable as a currency? that makes sense so like do you feel like awareness could be treated like you know donations or you know another form of trying to help because I've seen a lot of people be like oh let's try and you know let's try and get this celebrity to kind of like spread the news so we can create more awareness and this that the other is that the same as you know other forms of trying to to help out you know when stuff like this happens um I think awareness is key mm. um, because I guess that's a sen- another sense of publicity and that's free publicity as well. And regardless of whichever type of publicity, publicity is always key 
and mm. to get to get attention like is is like for situations like this for protests and stuff it's good like as much yeah. attention as you can get like mm. it it makes a difference obviously mm. for not for all issues like i was watching there's this advert that i really thought it was really good obviously i just finished doing marketing and stuff even yeah anyway that's all another thing but anyway um yeah i was watching this advert and then um it was talking about global warming and it was just mm. like oh um it was like tweets and comments and, and likes and shares are all good but that doesn't change the globe. Like, and that yeah. was so true. It's like yeah. that won't that won't stop straws from being in the sea. That won't stop plastic stop plastic from just being where it's not supposed to be or whatever. Or people stop mm-hmm. using plastics. And that was so true. For stuff like that, publicity or like awareness isn't necessarily when it's like, oh, retweet for one like equals one donation and stuff like that. Like, how do we actually know that that's a donation? Like that's yeah that doesn't necessarily help anything but when it comes to like SARS and stuff and uh, like the hashtag in SARS it Mm. it raises so much awareness that like you can't ignore and Mm. someone has to make a difference and people in higher places or authority they see and they're like oh crap we need to do something about this or sometimes it's not like oh crap we need to do something about it because they probably know that it's an issue but it's one of those things that they can cover up for so long but when a lot of people have come to realize that bro this is what's going on this is what's wrong then and they 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 basically applying pressure to people in higher places and then that kind of is a catalyst for change or it sparks something maybe not Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe not the result that we want like like we've seen in the whole um like blm movement or brianna taylor or whatever it's not necessarily the role the the um what's it called the result that we want but yeah. it's a catalyst for change and it's, a, it's something that we can still keep applying pressure to the people that need to, that we need to notice it or need to acknowledge it or need to cause mm. that change um mm. which is good so in that sense yes it is um raising awareness is a, a catalyst but one thing that i don't see i don't think needs to happen as well like you're saying like um causing applying pressure for other people like other celebrities to like you know, mm. share the tweet or whatever, call, talk mm. about it. it. It's not necessarily necessary because I saw that, Um, I think you're talking about um, Tua Savage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when she when she uh, was like, I urge Beyonce to, did it, I was thinking, mm. but why? That literally, when I saw that, I was like, why? Like, yeah, that, that what is it? Right very random and i was thinking did not my girl jump on a song with beyonce surely she has yeah. a contact somehow Literally. like surely, <laughs> surely she can get a hold of her somehow oh, that's right. literally what i was thinking and i literally didn't i didn't listen to the whole video because i was like this is so pointless like mm. i just saw it as such a pointless thing or such a pointless message and i don't know i know it was coming from a like a good place from a uh, tiwa savage but at the mm. same time it's like you don't necessarily you don't need Beyonce in mm. this. Like, I don't think she has anything to do with it. And there's mm. already so much I don't know about um in other countries, but in England, like mm. there's already so much notice or mention of it. And obviously it mm. needs to go around globally, but the change mm. needs to happen in Nigeria. Like why are you calling on Beyonce who's in the US and she has no political power or political influence in Nigeria? So how would that work? 
Mm. No, that was um, me too. Because yeah, you know I mean, I feel like if if I saw that post two weeks ago or a week ago, I'd be like, okay, it's still a bit random, but I hear it. But I feel like now a lot of people are sort of aware. You get me? Like people know what SARS is. You get me? So. Yeah. That just felt random. It just felt like, yo, we want, Very we're trying random. to force you to speak. You get me? And the thing yeah, is, like, it's not necessary, man. If Beyonce comes out now and speaks on it and doesn't speak on speak on it in a way that people appreciate, then it's long. You get me? It's mm. it's long for you get me. So I'm always with with the debate. There's always this constant debate of should you, if you're in a position of influence, use your platform to speak on issues like this and mm. it's it's a difficult one because i'm sure you know people are aware of what's going on in nigeria right now yeah but you get me it's a delicate issue and you have to speak on it in the correct manner you get me? exactly and yeah. if you don't have the knowledge and the information you know I'm more forgiving if you don't say anything rather than if you come out and say the wrong thing. But yeah, come on, I mean, would you feel type of way if Beyonce doesn't say anything? You know, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't feel a type of way if Beyonce doesn't say anything. But if she yeah. comes out and says the wrong thing, then I'm like, then, yeah. Beyonce, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't it. You get me? Um, but yeah, it's a, it, was, it was a weird one. It was a weird one. And... I I understand where her heart was when she when she did it, but like you said, like you're on her album, fam. Like there's there's definitely a way you can get in contact with Beyonce. As in DM her on Instagram, surely there's, there's she will respond back. Like, yeah, but fam, like, doing the whole. You, you was in Black Is King. <laughs> like we saw your we saw your face, fam. Like... As in, fam, doing that whole thing, did you? Nah, man. Mm. But I just think, I don't know, I guess I think maybe where she was coming from, which I think she probably should have done it privately or gone through other er- other ways of saying it, is mm-hmm. like the fact that Beyonce is so invested in African culture mm. that maybe she should be interested in what actually happens in Africa politically, mm. which mm. I can understand. But at the same time, it's like, it's not necessarily something as a big celebrity as Tiwa Savage or like, well, she's big in a sense of Afrobeats and like the African scene and obviously at the UK scene. I'm not too sure about everywhere else. But mm. um, yeah, as big as Tiwa is, she shouldn't be the one being like, oh, Beyonce, you should be doing this or Beyond- or begging Beyonce to like to do something about it. She should have gone other routes to be like, oh, you know, I don't know, send that message across, but mm. other ways, not necessarily mm. publicly. Mm-hmm. now I hear it I hear it because then for me it's like alright if Beyonce decides to do something you know where do we draw the line like what what are we satisfied with because is it if she just flings a tweet saying oh this is going on in this is going on in Nigeria are we satisfied then or are we like you know no mm. Beyonce come on you know we've seen you kind of not appropriate but you know you've taken some stuff from our culture we want so you to donate back. You get me? yeah we want you come on you know we help to sell your album come on please yeah donate some money back to us like you know what is it that we want you get me that at 
without anything else. Uh, to be fair, I didn't watch the full video, so maybe she demanded something. Maybe, maybe she, she did. Actually, yeah. yeah. Maybe she Because I didn't watch the full video. I just saw the yeah. caption and I saw her start to speak and I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's tight still. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. It's a, it's I a have seen, one. besides that, I have seen a lot of celebrities back the cause. Um, I don't know if they're taking donations. I don't see if there's... I don't see any purpose or reason for them to take donations. That's the same as BLM. I never mm. really understood why people were donating. But I oh, guess yeah? if people are getting arrested... Nah, not, not going to lie, nah. But if people were getting arrested or people were unjustly incarcerated or, or something or they were trying to help the families mm. of people that, um, that have lost uh, someone... Mm. due to injustices i get that but at the same time it's like but okay so why are we giving you money mm-hmm. like, i i don't know is that I insensitive think, i think the immediate one that comes to mind is you know people who are who are protesting right now are at risk of being you know in prison do you get me so okay some people are donated just to you know fund lawyers to kind of like help them out you know um sort of like bailing them out yeah um that's the immediate one that comes to mind um but yeah a lot of people would would have that same mindset where it's like all right with blm where did our money go you get me yeah i know i've seen a lot of people who said to uk to the uk version of black lives matter um where's our money going you get me yeah yeah, yeah. donated where did the money like what is it used for yeah yeah um, 100 so i hear it i hear it um for me i did you know i donated to quite a couple things in blm um yeah, but i never same. donated to the actual organization i always donated to um people that i kind of saw and kind of already like messed with and then mm-hmm. sort of din- donated to their sort of whatever they had going on um but See- yeah you're probably yeah, smarter than me. I was just there donating, donating, donating. Oh, I yeah. Like, ah. See, I, 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 I need to feel a sort of, you know, I need to know what's, where it's going to before I donate. You get me? Okay, now that's smart. That's actually yeah. smart. And then the, <laughs> look at me. I'm the one asking questions after I've donated. Like, where's this money actually going? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I understand what you're talking about. Like, um, you know, getting support for them. Like, um, legal support and stuff like that. That makes complete mm. sense that makes a lot of sense and obviously like funerals and stuff sometimes they're expensive like if you've lost a family member um mm. due to like um police brutality or injustices or whatever it makes yeah. complete sense but yeah sometimes when you just donate to the organization i'm like okay but what is it for if Words. it's supposed to be if you're supposed to be like an like um an organization just to help out like do you know what i mean i don't know mm-hmm. no i hear you i don't know because sometimes you'll find these organisations will partner up with, you know, something that's completely against your views or completely against, you know, what you what you donated it for. You get me? Like if you saw yeah. if you saw Black Lives Matter UK kind of like partner up with, I don't know, some sort of other ethnic minority in Black History Month and donate money there, he might be like in yeah. black history like you might not be upset that you know it's gone to another ethnic minority actually some people will be upset that it's gone to another <laughs> ethnic minority i wouldn't necessarily be upset no but because it happened in black history month you'll be like yo you get me yeah 
or if it, or know. if you found out that they were donating to like um what's the what's those guys that are concerned about the environment but they're overboard is it ex- extension rebellion or something them them crazy i thought you guys. meant the green party i was thinking oh, nah, nah, huh? nah, nah, nah. <laughs> them are normal them are saying it's, it's the it's the it's the crazy ones then you would have been like oh yeah this is this is not what i signed up for i'm so done i haven't even heard of them before so i don't even know what you're talking about oh, i'm not gonna lie Loki, i thought you were talking um, about beakers but i was like wait hold on <laughs> <I'm finished. laughs> i was also talking about i was like no way this guy's talking about this but yeah no no, that's oh, another. Thing we, that's another thing we didn't touch on. Um, oh gosh, sorry. I was just like picking up things. Sorry. Anyway, that's another thing we didn't touch on. Um, last time was Black History Month. But I guess mm-hmm. we can talk about this next time. But yeah, mm-hmm. like our thoughts and views on Black History Month and words, words. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, quick question as well. Okay. Um, what do you feel like? we as you know part of the diaspora abroad can do to help in times like this do you know what sometimes i feel quite helpless because Mm. you never actually know what to do like or how you can help Mm. um in times like this but i guess um i don't know there's some charities that send stuff back at home like I, i'm I'm thinking about zimbabwe like there's times where there's been food shortages and like no money like everything's gone up in prices and stuff like that and i think mm-hmm. when i think it was a couple of years ago like my mom was helping out my auntie who's back at home like um provide like you know meats and this and that and bread and all this other stuff sent back to Zimbabwe and stuff or like just mm. to get there um which was good but I guess the situation is completely different like different sorry like SARS I guess I guess in a sense like spreading awareness and because mm. at times that's all you can do like you're not mm. there Mm. and unfortunately we don't have any sense of like authority or power like back at home obviously we have Mm -hmm. a voice and we can still share that like spread the word and share that um share the concerns and everything that's going on or spread spread like i don't know what the word is but yes spread the news i guess of what's Mm. going on and just being an advocate for that but also we were just speaking about donating but donating (laughs) (laughs) because let's not like sometimes it can help um we might not see the fruits of that you know immediately or we might not see it see it at all but it probably yeah. does help people who are back at home like that or you never know but yeah. yeah i don't know at times like yeah i feel hopeless or like you know like he said like the electricity goes off you don't necessarily hear the news all the time or mm-hmm. when it instantly happens because no one can you know no one can contact anyone outside of the country so mm. there's times you just don't know what to do but i guess yeah i don't know i just thought, thought of prayer as well like that's all we can do pray spread the word donate i feel at yeah times. but yeah. i don't know what do you think yeah i definitely agree on those fronts um where it's like you know awareness is definitely you know it's big it's a big thing um because obviously we we wouldn't be talking about it on this podcast if you know 
people didn't spread awareness um yeah true so yeah you know the fact that there's a conversation right now is is big um secondly donations is also big um because you know not everyone has has access to funds back home um yeah so it's like you know for them to kind of like push on carry the momentum you know some people will be needing resources and that so you know that's another thing um then also you know like you said thoughts and and prayers definitely um um and then also pushing on i feel like you know what people did you know protesting here in london um was also a big thing yeah. because it you know it also kind of you know hopefully gets you know the international sort of you know connections to kind of like mm. put pressure on nigerian yeah. leaders as well um yeah i agree you get me um having protests and kind of like clogging up london kind of like hopefully gets you know local mps to kind of like chat to the Nigerian connections that they have and just be like, yo. Yeah, be like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. lot need um, to pattern up. Words, words, words. Because, you know, it's corona and we have rule of six and people are out here in the streets and that. So, As um, in, <laughs> everyone could get fined 10 grand, but, you know, it's as Words, well. words. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, I feel like there's that definitely. And then, um, I, just, I don't know, I just feel like, you know, we were more sort of unified and understood what we could do and just had, like, just a a voice to tell us, like, all right, this is the plan of action, you get me? Because I feel like if yeah. we did have that, more people would be like, okay. Okay, cool, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. words. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a difficult one. I feel like, you know, if some people could identify, you know, grassroots organisations back home that we can you know sort of support you know yeah or even like you know when they up like what you're saying something that we can support or whatever or mm. that's leading the way like when mm. they uproot like SARS like something else needs to be put in place yeah. so that it makes it better not necessarily being uprooted that and then they bring in the police like the police force I don't know what mm. you will call it like they're in Nigeria obviously it's police but Mm. whatever it's called anyway and then they put that and they just as worse like it's just, just basically the same people but in Words. like kind of thing it's just like there's no difference so if there was yeah. something in place that someone could you know put like as a replacement of that then yeah. maybe that could cause a change or a difference i don't know mm. i really don't know what needs to happen but even mm. still maybe it takes us like us lot that have gone away studied um obviously you're born in the uk no yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, but you're quite still deeply rooted in Nigeria and all of that. Maybe it takes us who were born outside of it to learn and grow and get resources and then go back and then make a change. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it takes. I don't know mm. if we'll be accepted, but mm. maybe, I don't know. Mm. No, I or bring the, bring the things that we've learned from other places to mm. back home and create a change or i don't mm. know i don't know what needs to happen but something needs to be needs to happen in africa in general asap yeah definitely man definitely um it's hard not to look on that situation as dire and look at you know african leaders as you know just give up on them in a sense but you know yeah i feel like yeah we need to we need to keep the faith and you know try and 
push on because there is still a lot of potential in African countries still. You there know, is. even after it's been looted and robbed and stolen from Ugh, and all the violence God. and everything, there's still so much potential in Africa. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Zimbabwe can still be the breadbasket of Africa. What? No. We can get that back, that title back, but you know, I guess it just mm. needs a lot of prayer and God to intervene and a lot of change, really and truly. Yeah. For sure. For sure, for sure. Damn, do you know what you just came across? You just came across Hello Waffle. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, do you want? You got mm-hmm. number one album today. Um, yeah. Nine's got it. Yeah, big congratulations to anyone for doing Yay. that. Yeah, um, I love Hedy One. I actually love Hedy One. Word, same, same. Um, Nines did it two months ago, I believe, or last month. Um, I think it was last month, yeah. Yeah, he got he got a number one album in the country as well. Um, Jay Huss did it in January. Big conspiracy. Ooh, love Jay Huss. Uh, Didn't really like that album, but love Jay Huss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stormzy did it with Heavy as the Head um, in December. I believe that came out in. Dave did yeah. it last march with psychodrama mm-hmm. you know Loved it. so you know steady you know artists have been getting number ones there's been a lot of number twos as well um i believe my yeah. black kings we yeah. love to see it yeah 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 i believe um db got number two today as well um oh really yeah i think they did um so yeah there's been a lot of you know chart success yeah you know, within rap within um afro swing within you know our sort of genres you know the black genres mm, um UK do you rap. feel like we're in a we're in a secure position um i feel like you mean like us like as in black people or just yeah, genres in, you know just as in black music not people oh yeah no black music no Mm. i feel like we do lead the way Mm -hmm. a lot especially what younger generations of course but we do lead the way in so many different aspects in um in the uk like music industry 100 percent. but sometimes we don't get the recognition the recognition english (laughs) wow it's been attacking me i just can't I just need it to ease up just a little bit, just a little bit. Just I'll be fine. But yeah, I feel like sometimes we don't get the recognition that mm. we deserve in um in the music industry, um, yeah. which is kind of sad. But it is. I don't. I wouldn't say leading the way because you're always gonna get the Bowies and the it is mm-hmm. Bowie right and the yeah, John Lennon's and mm-hmm. all of that. Like obviously, you know, tearing like what's it called doing, Paul hitting the charts and all of that um mm. but yeah i think we're doing well i still don't think we're leading the way but we're doing yeah. well but in sense in the sense of creativity and innovation and all of that like the black industry or the black music industry um or black people in general always lead the way but mm. yeah yeah that those are my thoughts anyway mm. um what about you yeah i mean it's looking good it's it's looking like you know we're on the up because you know 
there was a time a couple years ago where, you know, rappers or people who got to the top or who were not at the top sort of felt like they had to kind of like switch up their identity and switch up their sound yeah, to kind yeah, of like, yeah. you know. To go commercial. Yeah, to sort of, you know, keep money coming in their po- mm. in their pockets. So, um, so, yeah, but I feel like now it's like, you know, Haiti One charting number one that's drill you get me that's drill music mm. charting number one I remember seeing something a couple years ago saying you know it would be hard for for drill to get chart success um so yeah man yeah I feel like you know black music has come such a long way and I feel like it's going to continue hopefully um to chart and everything um hopefully but that's just going to open so many doors for you know so artists. many artists, so many young people coming up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Words, and I want to see, you know, if there's going to be different, you know, subgenres to come through. If, you know, do you feel like UK R&B could be a thing where it's like, you know, we get... Ooh. At, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because, you know, the next thing is other sort of genres you know uk artists making afro beats uk artists making r&b like could we see chart I mean, success they have been uk artists have been making afro beats no yeah but as in like at a high level you get me at a place where it's oh, like okay. superstars. Yeah. oh okay yeah i don't know i've been seeing um uk r&b i don't know how i feel about that because i feel like they'll always go into that whole um you know like usa type vibe mm-hmm. or like you know when they use i don't know why i said vibe like that so <laughs> the american type vibe where they start um like sounding kind of american and they don't sound you know like they're from the uk like let's say lma she's got mm-hmm. that like you like usa kind of slang to like or type of accent to you the way she sings i think it just comes naturally for a lot of people that sing but Still, mm. I think they can get into that, but it's just like it'll probably, it'll never be like a UK thing. Like, do you know? Like, it'll never be the UK identity. But a lot of, mm. I feel like I, I see a lot of UK R&B artists coming up. Does that make mm. sense? Mm. I feel like I'm not making sense, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're trying to you say is there's never gonna like with crime. It's distinct to u.s rap you get me there's a there's a uk identity when it comes to rap culture you get me there's drill yeah. there's grime you know yeah. it's more uk than u.s which might be trap or whatever you get me yeah, yeah whereas yeah. with uk r&b you're not necessarily gonna have you know a uk sort of sound but uk artists might do well yeah I think they okay. could do well because I've seen yeah. like we've seen it happen happening. Obviously, Adele is more so soul and whatever, but some people mm. classify her as R and B and um, Sam Smith and all of that. Well, I still think they're quite nice soul, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, like LMA, <laughs> let's go back to LMA. She's R and B and she's mm-hmm. made it through. Um, mm-hmm. and she started off of doing Instagram videos and stuff like that and YouTube videos. Yeah. That's how she started. So I can see a lot more artists getting there. But it's gonna get a lot take a lot for them to go international. Mm-hmm. Unless someone from America spots them or something else. But yeah, 
We've seen mm. a lot of, we have seen a lot of new genres pop up though. Like Afro swing mm. wasn't a thing like since until like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what the heck Afro swing was, or even Afro mm. trap. Like that wasn't a thing until a couple of years ago. So you never know what kind of what new genres will come yeah. up from this and from mm. I don't know. If, I guess what came up from Graham. No, Graham mm. came from. Graham came from garage. Graham, yeah, Graham came from garage. Oh wow, why did I say that? Graham. <laughs> I like English on this pod is. English. <laughs> no, so it's actually shambolic. <laughs> no, I'm actually tired. But yeah, Graham came from garage, and yeah. I feel like I this foot. You know the petrol station. I just call it the gar- garage. So yeah. I think that's where I just get it from. So I just yeah. anyway, Graham came from. Let me try one more time. Graham came from garage, garage ish. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> but there was another genre. Oh, drill came from Graham. No. Drill came from US drill. You think? It, yeah, yeah. It came. From I thought it US started Chicago from. Oh, okay, no, I've heard that before, but I thought it started from London drill and then it went into America and then there's nah. New York drill and then there's Chicago drill. No, nah, because Chicago had done drill before. before. Oh, okay. like, yeah. Um, so then it came back to London, it came to London and then, you know, the New York people started picking it up as well back, um, back in America. So um, what came from Graham then? Just UK rap? I would say UK rap kind of came from US hip hop. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything's come from grime. Um, I thought something I like, started from oh, influence is from grime though, grime artists anyway. I feel like grime artists, you know, kind of sparked people to do UK rap. You get me? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, but um, yeah, there's still a lot of you know, even though there's still influences from America, I still feel like you know, we've kind of taken sounds and kind of made it our own in a sense yeah you get me so you know you'll get a uk rapper with you know an afro swing chorus you get me yeah 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 um so yeah it's it's a it's exciting times definitely um with with with, um uk r&b you know um it would be nice if you know these artists could get the same sort of support um and the same sort of backing that a lot of rappers are getting um mm. now i don't know if it, if that comes from radio if that comes from labels or if you know that comes from us as an audience um but yeah it would it would be nice to see you know other sort of black sounds you know doing well you know afro beats you know if there's uk dancehall acts you know uk reggae yeah you get me like be trying so to hear great. it all yeah words yeah, no, hundred percent. I feel like it's coming. It's definitely coming. Um, mm. It's just when is the is the question? I guess. Mm. No, I hear you. But I completely I agree you. with you. Yeah, I'm trying to hear it all, baby. Because I feel like a lot of people in the UK, like the ones that we've seen, we know of, and the ones that we don't know of yet. There's like a lot of talent in the UK, and I'm yeah. trying to see where that takes us. Like where, yeah, who comes up next and all of this. Mm, definitely, definitely. 
not gonna lie, going back to Heady One, there were some bangers on his um album. Yeah, which ones are you feeling? Uh what's the one with future? Uh what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? With Hendrix. Uh what's the one with future? oh Hear No Evil. The one mm-hmm. the one with um um Haley is it Haley from Western? Yeah, Hailey. Hailey. Oh, I thought it was Haley. Yeah. It's spotlight <laughs> Haley, come on now. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> but yeah, everything nice. That was dope. And the one with H, um uh it was called Pelevu Anglais. Pelevu Anglais. Pelevu Anglais. Yeah, that one. Oh, and the one with Ivory and Door. I was actually quite surprised. If you pay me, yeah, if you well, pay me, that was actually no because I I heard it and I was like, wait, is this Ivory and Door? And then because yeah. obviously her voice is quite distinct, and I was just like, oh, I'm mad. And I was just like, actually, this is kind of wavy still. I think I started yeah. it again. Oh, like, ah, cool. Let me listen to this properly, like. <laughs> There was, you know, where you're just, it's just in the background, and then you're like, oh, hold up. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. In it, I was like, hold on. Let me start all over again. Like, wait one minute. But yeah, no. Oh, and Teach Me was good as well. But yeah, I've already, I, I think I was just surprised because obviously she brought, I've already brought out her, or her daily dumpy, dumpy, her daily dumpy got released this week. And then there yep. was the whole beef with Renee and Abigail. Yep. And I think I just have my reservations on Ivory and Door at times. But you can't deny mm. that she has talent. She actually has talent. Definitely. And I think that's Definitely. where I'm surprised. Like, oh, bro, girl can... Not girl, girl, I, she I can think, rap. Yeah, I think her origins kind of make people doubt her. But yeah, she is, she is talented. Um, yeah. She's a package. And, you know, for me, like, her... The Daily Duppy was hard. But her kind of, like, going back to, you know that sort of mess that she had with the you know other two ladies was a bit like mm, did you need I don't to do think that it, no i don't think it was smart yeah but, i feel like she was already you know about to do bits but you know we'll see like going yeah it's kind of took her backwards a bit but i feel mm. like at times like she didn't I, I feel like she doesn't have a lot to talk about and mm. then that's the only thing she can talk about but for me it's like okay cool if you're publicly saying that oh people just pick on you and this and that and then um you feel like what's it called um you feel like you say publicly that you don't talk about these people you have no reason to say their names and then you do a whole freestyle and you're mentioning their names repeatedly it's like okay but yeah. what are you doing like yeah. what do you as a person what do you actually represent because what you're saying and what you're giving us is two completely different things. It's just, I mm. don't know. Mm. I think that was my thing. But it was still hard. I didn't understand most... Not like I didn't understand, but I didn't hear the names that she was dropping. I just heard Renee most of the time. Right. But other than that, I still liked it. I kind of liked Renee's one. She was like, hello, auntie. I was like, ah. I'm dead. I wasn't rating that, I can't lie. You wasn't rating it? Nah, man. It was a no, come better. Huh? Nah, come nah, that wasn't it. No, but we all know Renee's not a rapper fan. Allow True. it. But then Abigail was kind of don't come on a tune. Yeah, yeah, she's just <laughs> the king for juice. Yeah, actually rude. <laughs> nah, but it's true. If you're not a rapper, then don't come on a tune, fam, because we're gonna address you as someone doing rap now, isn't it? 
Yeah, true. But anyway, whoever's writing for Ivorian Door, or if it's Ivorian Door writing for herself, they're doing well. She's doing well. Like, you yeah. can't put that against her. But yeah, that's it. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.